You're listening to Innovation Fuel, a business podcast by University Canada West. Bringing you fantastic stories for accomplished entrepreneurs and key industry professionals. Let's explore the entrepreneurial world through local businesses and our university community. Hello, Dave. Hello, Glory. Did you hear the news? Which one? My God, our international students, they get to work more hours. They have more opportunities, I think. This could open some doors for them. Wow, that is awesome for them because they can find a more professional job because the professional jobs is not 20 hours per week. I'm not going to get my free Starbucks coffee anymore because my <laughs> students working at Starbucks. <laughs> oh no, what am I going to do? <laughs> I think this is a great challenge for our students, international students. They can work more than 20 hours, but there's still a lot of challenges that the students are facing to find a company to give them a professional job. I think that is the biggest challenge they are facing right now. Yeah, and you, and you constantly hear the students coming and saying, oh my God, I got denied again because I don't have... Canadian experience. What the hell is this Canadian experience? I've never heard this before. Go to the US. Do you need US experience? Do you need Australian experience? Do you UK experience? We are a global world, aren't we? Shouldn't we be looking at this as an advantage, not a disadvantage to have someone that has a different perspective? Oh, exactly. And I think that we have a guest today that she can actually help us to understand employer perspective and international student challenges. Let's welcome... Pat Jason, CEO and founder of Is Empowered. Hi, Pat. Hi, Dave. Hello, Galari. Welcome to another episode of Innovation Fuel brought to you by University Canada West. Yes, we are so excited. We've got a wonderful guest today with us. Pat is here. She's going to tell us that thing about Canadian experience. I need Canadian experience to get this job. Maybe she'll be able to answer this question. But first, before we go down that pathway, Pat, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, for sure. First of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, so hi, I'm Pat. I'm the founder and CEO of Empower. Grew up in Thailand, actually moved to Canada in 2013 as an international student, a struggling international student, I would say. I came here without really speaking any English and remember just having to translate Thai to English and English to Thai and was struggling to just even understand the professors. I went to school called Simon Fraser University, so SFU. I did business and specialized in social entrepreneurship and marketing, which is you know, a blessing that I am able to do that for my career. But yeah, long story short, I couldn't even find a minimum wage job, you know, back in the days. And I really work really, really hard to get a full-time job or even an internship in Canada. And yeah, I realized that a lot of my friends are also struggling and the industry is not stopping here. There are so many more international students coming to Canada and yet there's no support system for them. I left my full-time job earlier this year to fully pursue this business that I've been building on the side of my desk for a long time and ready to take it forward. So at Power, we are Canada's first career launchpad for international students. We know that it is not just about teaching students on how to write resumes, but we are solving an ecosystem problem. So our technology integrates higher education institutions and employers across the country to help international students succeed at scale. 
So the way that we do that is first, we serve both sides of the market. We serve um, the really key component of the ecosystem, which is the higher education. Um, we help their international students learn how to find job in a new country. We help them connect with mentors and industry leaders who have been through the system. And we help them get hired by the employers that value them and want to hire them, technically providing a technology solution to help scale the, the support to their growing international student population. Now, on the other hand, on the employer side, we are creating this beautiful talent pool of diverse candidates that are already inside Canada and are ready to work. Uh, we have tons of international students in our country, but employers are having a hard time getting tapped into this pool. So we have candidates across Canada that we can help match them directly to jobs and match the jobs directly to candidates, making it easier for employers to hire. So because you really mean to say something that it's for us as educators and the universities are challenges as well, why it's difficult for employers to hire international students? Yeah, I think, you know what, like it is challenging first of all could be because of first i would say three reasons first of all is the uncertainty around work authorization you know i would be speaking with employers and surprisingly some of these employers don't even know that students can work without sponsorship they thought that it's a long period of time that they need to go through paperwork in order to hire them second of all it is you know, maybe it's the unknown. Maybe it's the unknown that international students don't have the Canadian experience, which is not always true. A lot of those students are working part-time or doing Canadian school projects. And the last piece is really that language proficiency, right? So you might think, hey, international students, you don't know how to speak English well, which is most of the time, you know, not always true. A lot of these students speak English growing up. Maybe they have a thicker accent or maybe they don't speak the same way that you do, but doesn't mean that they cannot work well. What we heard sometimes from employers in our practicum and when we would talk to them that you can hire interns for a specific time, what they say, they say it's very time consuming to bring international students to speed. Is it a challenge that you're facing or no? I think that really depends. It really depends on the kind of person that you get to hire. We cannot generalize everybody. We have international students who have you no know, more than, on average, our students have two plus years of work experience from their home country. If they are able to get the job that match with their credential from their home country, then I would think the time to ramp up into the role would be lesser. Versus if you hire someone who's fresh grad and never worked anywhere else before, then you know, it's it's no brainer that you have to train them from the ground up. So I would say, you know, it really depends. However, though, international students are quick to adapt. I'd like to take back and let's unpack this Canadian experience thing, because this is always the one thing that's coming up. I know that, Pat, we've seen this element now that, hey, the Canadian government is opening up more opportunities for students to work longer hours and get more and get more involved in, in the economy. We need the extra people. We know that we our economy needs it. But let's unpack this Canadian experience because we are a global community, too. And a lot of these businesses are working in a global sense. So it would seem to me that a lot of these organizations could benefit from international students and trying to penetrate new markets or even trying to niche new markets within Canada that are now growing because of, of a, great, a great pool of emigration that's happening. 
I think that really depends. It really depends on the kind of person that you get to hire. We cannot generalize everybody. Um, we have international students who have you no know, more than. On average, our students have two plus years of work experience from their home country. If they are able to get the job that match with their credential from their home country, then I would think the time to ramp up into the role would be lesser. Versus if you hire someone who's fresh grad and never worked anywhere else before, then you know it's it's no brainer that you have to train them from the ground up. So I would say you know it really depends. Um, however, though international students are quick to adapt. Pat, you talk about liabilities. We, when we talk with employers, sometimes they don't know what their responsibilities are. Sometimes they say that, oh, I need to talk to my lawyer first, then see if I can hire international students. Have you seen these challenges in your working? Yeah, I would say, you know, seeing that for small and medium businesses, I haven't seen that a lot for large corporations. Large corporations hire immigrants all the time. They know exactly what to do with international students. Definitely do see more of startups or small, medium enterprises that don't really understand how work permit work or even the implied status. So when students are transferring from being a student to becoming, you know, recent grads, they don't want to take the risk, right? But really, if the students have a valid study permit, And if they actually spend the time reading the article on the Canadian website, they should feel ensure that students can work. There's education that needs to be done in the industry to really teach them. Hey, you know what? There's really no risk if the students have a valid study permit. There's no sponsorship, no legal work required on their end. Even thinking of domestic students, and even how long do they stay with the employer? How does the average person stay with the employer nowadays? It's like we expect a large turnover because of the way that the society is nowadays. Individuals don't stay in long careers anymore. They look to diversify. And- And change and adapt to new things. We see that. So, is it really that big of a problem, or is it is it because there's a lack of education? I think what we're see, hearing, Pat. First of all, it's really that ability for them to change the mindset, right? Usually, students come into the country and be like, "Hey, I'm new to the country. Like, why should employers want to hire me?" I think the number one thing because of that mindset, sometimes students just shy away from. Selling themselves, and it's not the ability to write resumes. Again, it's not about that. Resume is just one step, but the ability to show that I can do the work, to relate to the employers, to be confident when you talk to them. Right? I think that's a key part, um, and that's a big piece of the puzzle because. It has to do with so many things. It has to do with maybe it's your cultural. Background, right? Maybe you were born in the country where you don't speak so highly about yourself. You don't brag about your accomplishment. Maybe you come from a culture in which you just really respect someone who's, you know, even a year older than you, right? Or maybe it's a language barrier because you know you might have all the confidence, but you don't really know how to describe it to other people. So it's it's a complex problem, um, and it would take a village. It would take the entire country to shift its own mindset um, from both employers and from from the incoming international students as well. 
Based on your experience, what is the most challenge of international students to finding a relevant job? Okay, I think the market is sitting in a place where there are more immigrants coming into the country, including international student expat immigrants. And there are also a lot of immigrants inside the country as well. There's a big gap in between, though, of those people who made it and those people who are trying to make it. Students, especially maybe younger immigrants, they lack role models. You know, you don't really know who to turn to for advice. You often hear by yourself and you're like, hey, you know what? I want to be a rising entrepreneur, but I don't really see any entrepreneur who come from my background or speak like me. Or even if I just want to be a business analyst and I don't even know anyone in that industry who's doing super well, there's no place for you to turn to. So the solution is take the time to find your people and to know that it is possible and to learn that, hey, you know what? If that person can do it, then I can do it too. And that's exactly what we are building here at Is Empower is there's a big community piece that we embed into this platform, making sure that you can meet someone that you can trust and then know that they understand you, know that they would not discourage you. Right. And that's that's really what's happening in the market now. Absolutely. I can totally relate with all your comments when I started looking for a job in Canada as an immigrant. And I had over 20 years experience, but I was so not confident to talk about my achievement. I totally can understand. I think this is a really important. So what is your recommendation? So it's not the bottom that I can push it and get a self-confidence about myself in a new country. What is your recommendation? The ability to show that I can do the work, to relate to the employers, to be confident when you talk to them, right? I think that's a key part. And that's a big piece of the puzzle because it has to do with so many things. It has to do with maybe it's your cultural background, right? Maybe you were born in the country where you don't speak so highly about yourself. You don't brag about your accomplishment. Maybe you come from a culture in which you just really respect someone who's, you know, even a year older than you, right? Or maybe it's a language barrier because, you know, you might have all the confidence, but you don't really know how to describe it to other people. So it's, it's a complex problem um, and it would take a village. It would take the entire country to shift its own mindset um, from both employers and from, from the incoming international students as well. And Pat, can we talk more too about like the application process? Because a lot of students are going out there and they're going to these job search boards and they're posting resumes and application after application, but it's not turning into any success for them. And I think maybe the other element that might be something, I don't know if this is you're experiencing this with, with your clients going on the journey is that how do they go through that application? How do they get recognized um, in this world? Because it's, you know, just like people here looking for a job, they're also facing the same struggle of how do I get recognized? Yeah, I think that's a big problem anywhere in, you know, in, in the industry. Um, it's not just the international students struggling to get through the ATS system. On average, each job will get about 250 applications, right? And maybe it's only one person sourcing through that. So they only read your resumes maybe within, I think there's a stat out there, it's like six seconds per run resumes. So international student often, this is what I see is, they want to stuff. It's either it's either their resume is too much or it's nothing, right? So for people who actually try to write resumes, they try to put everything 
every single thing. Like I have to be everything for everyone and I'm going to maximize my chance and I'm going to apply everywhere, right? So what that turns into is like, oh, you have this blanket resume that I cannot tell if you're really good at this or the other thing. Versus there's another group of international students who have no idea how to write resumes and you will have like three bullet points, right? Like, and for those who actually do well is for those who actually spend the time reading resumes and personalize it and say, hey, you know what? I can be an expert too, even though I don't have the what's so-called Canadian experience, but I have experience in my home country from the Philippines for the past 20 years. You know, I can position myself as a specialist and not just a generalist begging for a job. So I think that's the number one thing. Um, and the reason why they might not be getting through is that they don't think about it as a robot, Right. Really, the ATS system is just a screening tool. If you apply online, the chance of you getting an interview will be very low. So you have to either like really personalize your application or really network. Uh, networking would just mean you know talking to the right people, talking to someone who is currently working in that role and working in that company, figuring out what exactly they want, and then customize your application that way. Right? This is not a number game. It's a quality game. So I'm an immigrant. I'm an international student. I mean, I've been here in four or five months. I'm struggling with financial issues. I'm struggling with the study. I'm my family uh, is struggling in whole family integrating into new systems. I have to learn about education system. I have to learn about healthcare system. I have to learn about banking system. I have to learn a lot of things. So. And the only thing that matters to me right now is find a job that I can pay for my tuition, for my life, accommodation, internet, renting, anything, transportation. So I, f- I will go for any places for general jobs. And then I will limit myself in the timing to have time to study and to work and networking and to live a little bit. So I think this is a big challenge for international students while they are studying. What do you think? And how universities or other places, someone or other institutions like you can help those students to do networking? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think like, you know, let's kind of break it down, right? Like you're right. Students are used to, I mean, still until um, November 15, they used to only be able to work 20 hours per week. What kind of jobs are available out there for 20 hours per week? right? It's the McDonald's job, it's the part-time job, it's the hourly wage job. Those jobs are high, like low-skill, high-intensive, you know, labor. You have to put the time into it and you're physically exhausted. Now, first of all, there's not a lot of professional jobs out there at the part-time level. So we can't blame the students who only offer that kind of role. Um, And you're right, like we all have bills to pay and we'll just take whatever is easiest, right? Now, what's happening is that students can't get out of that because they rely on what, you know, six, twelve, twelve hundred dollars per month, you know, to to pay their rent, which most of the time the rent is even more than twelve hundred dollars now. Right. So I'm like, well, let's be real. There's no way they can afford this. So that's actually you know, you probably know there's a lot of people who work cash, you know, illegally, and it's we're really trying hard, right? But I'm really happy now because starting November 15th, and hopefully this measure stays, is student can now work more than 20 hours per week, which you know will really help double their income um, potential. But coming back to networking, 
you can find a job that is professional job, either either it's part time or full time during your study, but it will require you to really create the opportunity for yourself. Right. Because the jobs are not going to be posted on Indeed or LinkedIn. You have to go talk to someone be like, hey, you know what? I have this experience, even though you want to pay me minimum wage. Right. But I can get professional skills and I can use that and I could apply to a better job or I can even stay with you once I'm able to work more than 20 hours per week. Right. That's exactly what I did. But it took a long time because, you know, again, there's not a lot of jobs like that out there. So let's 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 take this further, this element of the change in the hours, because, you know, that's it seems to be the thing that's going to open up maybe more opportunities for these students to find maybe more professional based beginning careers here as they advance through their education and finish their education. Talk to us more about the benefits of this and what what would you see coming down the pipeline with the benefit of this? So much. I mean, if you think about it, like students can now work in a full-time roles, which majority of the jobs are full-time, you know, um, they can then have a better pathways to build what you call Canadian experience is that important, right? You can have internships that you can do that during your study. Usually students would need to have, you know, a co-op work permit or, you know, the ability to work full-time during their study to do that. Now they can do it because they can work more than 20 hours a week, opens up that door. It opens up any entry-level roles um, that they can opt into. So I can only see the benefit. Um, the cons, though, could be that students would now have to balance their time even more. Um, studying can be tough, especially if you're in, like, master degree program, you know, MBA, um, short, intensive diploma program. So you really have to find the job that gives you that flexibility um, or be honest with the employers that say, hey, I'm still in school, but I have like three hours of class every week. You know, maybe during my midterm season and final seasons will be tough, but I hope you can understand, right? It's really up to the employers too to be open to hire this kind of, of students. That is interesting, Pat. It was very great. And we are at the end of the show. And we love you to throw out a challenge that our students can solve your business problem or it can be general for their problem. Yeah, I guess the problem now is that we have this beautiful platform. We're doing really well in terms of getting students jobs. We are bringing great employers onto the platform. For students out there, what are the ways for me to add even more international students into this new platform that we just launched, right? How can we tap into more of you? Can you tell us that? That would be awesome. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Pat. That was another episode of Innovation Field. Love it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. listening to Innovation Fuel. We are on all podcast streaming platforms, Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Visit our website at www.youcanwest.ca slash innovation fuel. Also, follow us on Instagram at innovation underscore fuel.